I'm like, well, I've been friends with them for this long. I might as well continue. And that's a tough one to, to yeah. like really look at someone and think like... But do you not think though with those kind of friendships... I be friends with you if I met you now? Yeah, but do you not think with those kind of friendships they, they tend to fizzle, like you know? Like there's people that you, there's people that I can say I've known for like X yeah, amount yeah. of years, wouldn't necessarily say they're my friends. There's people that I've known for that long and then like mm. when you meet up with them, like you know you're going to have a good time you know you can have a deep conversation with them mm. you can meet them like in a group setting you can meet them one-to-one I think for me if I can meet you one-to-one and it's not awkward whereas yeah. you know there's some friendships that you're like you notice that you only ever you meet them when you're in a group spend, like, yeah. one-on-one time with them it's always in a group <laughs> yeah and then you say oh well, we've known each other for years yeah but it only works because it's a group setting yeah well I definitely Hello and welcome to Colour Out the Box podcast and I'm I'm not going to say as always because I always say you it. You do always say as always. So I'm going to say this is Mo <laughs> <laughs> and this week I'm joined by May and you should recognise May's voice. She's been on previous podcasts. I think you did the one about, we talked about London. This is London I've been on. I've been on the Beyonce special. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's true, it's that true. Was a good one. That was a very good one. Emergency episode after Baychella. Bay- oh, sorry, I was oh, like, sorry. Baychella. Baychella it is, that's true. Um, so yeah, so you're a, na- you're a returnee. I kind am. Kind of like co-host. So um, Jay will be um, back probably next episode. Um, so May, what's your week been like? What have you been up to? Uh, so this week's been pretty chilled actually just the usual with work and stuff and then I'm on half term now so oh, nice. I've got a week off um, so I've got lots of things planned then but this week's just been oh, yeah. pretty chilled you um, guys working in the education system and your you know regular holidays I know let's not say <laughs> let's just let's no, 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 I'm just saying <laughs> just saying well, the rest of us we have to work <laughs> I'm educating the youth. Yeah, that is true. The youth of tomorrow. Exactly. Well done to you. Um, what about you? What's your week been like? Um, it's been good. However, work has been so full on and so busy. Um, and then also I had a bit of a spooky situation happen. Okay. So in my kitchen, my toaster, my kettle is plugged in, in the same place. And what I noticed, and in the morning, what I normally do is I might have a sl- slice of toast and have a herbal tea. So in the morning, I noticed that my either my toast or my kettle be unplugged. So and I live by myself, so okay. I'm thinking like, who's who's unplugging it? Like <laughs> I was really concerned, and I was like, you know, what's going on? So the night before, I was sat in my kitchen, I was watching Netflix on um, my iPad, which I yeah. normally do while I'm eating, and then I, and then what I do is then do the do the dishes. So I thought, okay, you know what? I can see it's plugged in. I'm going to take a picture. Okay. But the battery on my phone was low. And I think, so I thought, okay, let me, what I normally do is I charge it while I'm doing the dishes. So I'm charging my phone. And then I was like, okay, right. When I finish the dishes, I'm ready to take a picture. And that's when I realised what I've been doing (laughs) is unplugging the kettle or the toaster, (laughs) charge my phone, Uh do the dishes and then go to bed and it's because I've been so tired (laughs) so when I wake up in the morning I'm like who keeps unplugging the toaster and the kettle what's going on so it really wasn't a spooky experience well for a moment (laughs) for a moment there I was trying to think of all these scenarios but it literally just was because I'm I'm just really tired so 
on uh, Friday night, went to bed early and literally slept in like um, half of Saturday because I thought I just need to sleep because I was ready to like investigate, <laughs> set up surveillance, you know, <laughs> what is going on with my toaster and my kettle. But it was just, it was just me charging my phone. But yeah. This is what happens when you're sleep deprived. It does. It does. So yeah, so that was my um, week. Spooky <laughs> experience. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> So, um, May, before we get into the main topics that we're going to discuss today, I just wanted to touch on the previous episodes that me and Jay did. Yeah. Obviously, you've listened. I have. Yeah. Listened. <laughs> um, this is the one about you yeah. not liking Love and Basketball. I mean, I can I just I... say I was I was really hurt, but go on, you can go. T- you know, you know what? It's so funny. So basically, if you haven't listened, please do go and listen to our previous ep- episode, which is basically um, unpopular opinions and confessions. Mm-hmm. And myself and Jay, we basically said some of our own unpopular opinions or confessed different things. I feel like yours was like the most controversial. <laughs> so, well, it was because um, I basically said that I don't think Love and Basketball was a good film. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to lie, the amount of feed... This, that's, can I just say, that's the episode that's probably had the most feedback yeah. for a while. People were genuinely upset with me for saying that. I mean, I was. Yeah, including yourself, <laughs> May, because May wrote um, a very lengthy comment on Instagram um, <laughs> about it. But people were generally, like, um, dismayed. One of the things that I also found out is um, people were publicly, like, you know, admonishing me, telling me off. Um, in the DMs, <laughs> people were agreeing with me. They're like, you know what, the film ain't all that. <laughs> so I just want to, I'm not going to, I'm not going to expose anyone Okay. But I'm just going to say, I got more, like, direct messages and also messages via WhatsApp saying people agreed with me. I mean, you say that now. public outrage. <laughs> Let's talk about the public outrage. From people that said that, you know, how dare I, you know, you know, disgrace. Uh, a few people threatened my black card. Really? Um, I just want to say, um, Scholar Diggins, who's a regular listener... Um, he actually agreed that Clueless is a better film. He- <laughs> <laughs> okay, scholar, diggers, regular listener. <laughs> so, because um, he said, who doesn't love Clueless? Yeah. Okay. Um, but he said, I certainly enjoy watching it more than Love and Basketball. Well. There we go. <laughs> so he was brave enough to publicly declare that. Um, one of the other things that we talked about was um, one of the confessions where I talked about um, sometimes feeling uncomfortable or a little bit sad when my friends announce that they're having a baby. Yeah. Not because I'm not unhappy for them. It's just more because I don't feel close to that um, to that being an experience for me. So um, I almost cut that bit out because you hear my voice cracks. Even now, thinking about it, it's just making me a little bit funny. Mm. Um, I almost cut it out, yeah. but I'm so glad I left it in because I'm not even joking. So many women have like you know said like publicly and also in the DMs as well. They've said that how it's a common feeling, mm-hmm. but it's one of those things that no one dares say it. So they appreciated that I dared to say it. Yeah, I think definitely I would agree. I appreciate hearing you say that. Yeah. So I'll just read some of the feedback that we got about that. Um, can I just say, love the gathering pod. They sent me, um, they just sent me a big hug. 
<laughs> which was really nice. I felt that. And um, they also said, like, same, I came out of a five-year relationship with my friends, um, were busy getting married whilst I was starting from scratch, because that's real. Mm-hmm, being in a long-term relationship and then being like, oh, wow, I have to start from the beginning. Yeah. Um, I, um, I was happy for them, but unhappy um, at the same time. Yeah, I think so many people can relate to that. Um, so another one, at um, Simone Ashby, Ashby. Um, so many of the confessions, unpopular opinions ring true for me, especially the baby engaged confession. You want to be happy, and in most cases you are. However, you can't help but feel a little bit upset at your own situation. And she also said, great episode. Mm. Got that bit in there. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, that was just a couple of like the comments that actually came through. Um, I think one thing I did learn is like sometimes saying something out loud and then hearing other people mm-hmm. like say like, yeah, you know what, actually I feel the same way. It really does help, so yeah i agree yeah so anyway let's get straight into the episode and as i said if you haven't heard that episode go and listen to it (laughs) so may i thought let's go straight into our um topics for this week um so today is i don't know what is it october the uh, 21st yes 21st and we're basically almost in the middle of black history month Okay. Yeah. Um, also, I just want to mention that Colour Out the Box podcast has been featured on Spotify as part of their Black History Month um, special, Black History Is Now. So do go and check that out. And we're kind of being highlighted with a number of other um, podcasts. Well, that's really good. Congratulations to you. Thank uh, you. Well done. <laughs> I like the way Spotify did it and didn't actually tell anyone. <laughs> <laughs> and I literally just saw a tweet and I was like, hold on, that's my podcast. <laughs> Um, and then also shout out to um, Reggie Yates' podcast and also the Source London, who are also featured. So, it was, which is really good. Oh, that's good. That's good. So, um, Black History Month. What 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 do you think? What what are you doing? What do I think? Do you know what? I like Black History Month. You say that so <laughs> <laughs> reluctantly. Do you know what it is with Black History Month? I think I like it because we there's so many things that happen. Like yeah. I can find more festivals, I can find more exhibitions, I can do more things. Yeah. Um, to do with like black, black history and black people in general. <laughs> yeah. But I don't know. Sometimes I just think it's a bit of a tokenist month. Yeah. And I find and I find that a bit frustrating. But on the whole, I'm going out tomorrow actually. Oh, okay. To um screen on the green to watch. Uh, premiere of a, of a black movie with some question q a at the end so that's okay, quite that's good nice um what else have i got i'm going to an exhibition as well um in brixton i tell you the thing about black history month though you can never find anything in places like westminster chelsea mm. and kensington mm. or whatever it's always in hackney tottenham yeah yeah the one thing i would say i think the same reason as you i think it's really good that it's basically a great time to highlight good events that are going on. Yeah. And a lot of the events I find is like, they're not special to Black History Month. Mm. They're just, you just kind of like, you look more. Oh, it's easier to find yeah. them. Um, do we need this month? Do we need Black History Month? Because there were, there were also talks of um, Equality Month or... Um, you know, or a month that maybe includes all the minorities. What do we think? I mean, I think 
Oh, I think we do need something where black history is highlighted. I just think that in England, we've moved past the whole... Like, I feel like in England, a lot of it is all to do with, like, American history. And it's all to do with Martin Luther King, and it's all stuff to do with Rosa Parks, and maybe, you know, one or two... Like, Mary Seacole, the nurse, but then we don't do anything else. Like, for example, in schools that's pretty much all they touch on and i'm glad that you brought up the whole school thing because i do think there's a lot of this let's talk about slavery so i've got a story yeah i had a parent actually who said to me she approached me and said to me so what are we doing for, what are you doing what are you doing for black history month in school this this month so i spoke to her about it and she's like oh, I've, I've got some really good ideas and she said you know yeah i just think it's really important that the children are exposed to you know the history of black people and you know like i mean maybe you could just get a picture like uh, show a picture of a slave to, to, <laughs> to the kids and the thing is i i kind of i genuinely think that she thought she was being sincere i don't think she meant it with like malice no she definitely thought she was being sincere but i do think there's this kind of misconception that oh black history is the history of slavery yeah where there we our history didn't start and end with slavery and that's not all we're known for and also i think like you just to your point we kind of do get a bit mixed up with the whole american black history Mm. so in terms of black british history i think there's so much more that we could talk about and learn about like i think also the whole immigration patterns yeah you've got like the whole windrush Mm -hmm. i feel like there needs to be a name for when the africans the west africans came in the 80s yeah (laughs) (laughs) you know and then when the somali people came um like i would say like um the late 90s early 2000s so even that in itself it would be so interesting to learn more about Mm -hmm. rather than you know there were slave ships and you know which is important but it's not the whole story yeah i agree i agree um talking oh so in terms of black history month just going back to my original point what do you think of this all-inclusive minorities month that they were saying that they would like to replace a black history month with i mean i i'm of the impression that either have like i think I just think when it comes to anything to do with black people, anything yeah. to do with black history, <laughs> everyone always wants to mix it up. They never yeah. want to just give black people an opportunity. I think we said I said this the last time we were on. Yeah, just a little bit of shine. Just a little bit. Like, t- let's talk about it. And then, oh, because we don't want to talk about it, let's just call it equality and everyone yeah. is important. And they are. Yeah. But then why even bother have a month then? Why yeah. is it just not naturally, like, embedded? Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm... I kind of, the, the same way I feel about the term, is it BAM? What's that? B-A-M-E. You know, when they want to talk about minorities. Oh, black. Asian. I don't know what it is. Oh, it's no, it's not. It's BME. BME. Black minority. It would help if we know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's take a short break. <laughs> okay, so after a quick Google's. Um, so BAM so black Asian and minority ethnic okay yeah and I do kind of feel that term is basically just saying everybody apart from white people Mm -hmm. and I don't think it makes sense because those different groups are so different exactly so the same way I'd feel about an equality or minorities highlight month whatever yeah it would kind of everything becomes watered down and and also like what does that mean so there'll be like ethnicities in there there'll be 
um, equality. So it'll be gender differences. Yeah. It'll, it'll be stuff to do with like um, LGBT, gay, sex and all that stuff. But LGBT, they already have pride. Yeah, that's so, true. So it's kind of, let's, can we just have maybe a little bit of time for us? Mm-hmm. And can we have a little bit, that little bit of time also focused on black British history? I or, think so. you know, something other than slavery. So, <laughs> so I've been reading the book Why I'm No Longer Discussing um, Race of White People, people. and there's yeah. and I learned a lot about. Can I just say, when you read that book in public spaces, <laughs> it just brings up so much conversation, <laughs> or it just you just get a lot of stares. So, like, try reading that book on the tube, or oh, um, what's the author's name? Um, Renee Renee uh, Lodge, or. I will look it up, but you go and you carry on. But yeah, on the tube, I've, I was reading it on the tube and literally I just got a man staring at me the whole time. Yeah. Looking a little bit uncomfortable. But then I've had so many people say to me, oh my gosh, I really want to read read this book. I've had like great things about it. When I was on holiday in Greece, I had a great conversation with like a couple who were reading it. But yeah, back to it, I learned so much about like black British history that yeah. I didn't know about just from reading, reading that book anyway. So... Okay, Rene Edo Lodge. Okay, yeah, there we go. That's your Thanks offer. to Google again. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, I do think, and I think um, she has also, she, because I, I follow her on Twitter, she put out some tweets recently talking about there's a lot of content that's kind of been based around her book as mm-hmm. well. So I like new BBC programming, um, articles, other blogs. So it is out there, but it still kind of seems to be in, um, I don't know, very like niche, kind of like small places. Yeah. It's just, I think for me, Black History Month is about bringing um, black people and our stories to the mainstream. Yeah. Um, and that's what I think it would be nice as well. I I actually, like you said, like to go to different events. Mm-hmm. So I went to um, the AfriClick um, um, event and I'll talk more about that as part of my highlight of the week. Um, and then also I used it also to kind of like highlight some black businesses and stuff like that on our socials. Okay, so, yeah. Um, so moving a little, or staying in the realms of Black History Month, sort of. Um, one of the things that I have been noticing, so Miss um, Teresa um, May has been in <laughs> Africa. and <Bless> her. <laughs> And then also I've noticed um, Kanye and Kim, also they went to Uganda. Yeah, okay. And I saw a tweet online like, and it really, and it kind of summed up while I was have been uncomfortable with some of those images that mm-hmm. I've been seeing, is this kind of um, tradition of bringing out African children Mm. um, normally from impoverished backgrounds to almost kind of like entertain um, these African leaders and celebrities from the Western world Mm -hmm. and someone put out a tweet and they said that you know what the next time an African leader comes to the UK and we don't see you know British and English children you know dancing and you know, doing Morris dancing or whatever, (laughs) (laughs) then, you know, the African leaders should see that. They should demand that as well. Or you go to, like, you know, one, like, British school to go and, like, see all, like, you know, the bright children. But do you think, to play devil's advocate, do you think that maybe they're just asking just to see culture? Yeah, and I do do think it is. It's, like, this kind of, this thing of, like, oh, yeah, I'm going to... um, an African country so you know I want to see the traditional dance and stuff like that which is fine mm-hmm. but I do I 
I, I don't understand why it's not then done the other way around. Yeah. So you got like um, the Trumps also, they went to visit Africa as well. And, and it was just the cliched thing of let's go to a, you know, a school, let's go to an orphanage. Yeah, yeah it's true. You know, you have um, Kanye West giving out um, Yeezys to these um, school children. It's a publicity stunt. I mean, it's yeah. a PR campaign. Definitely. If if we really want to give, give privately mm-hmm. and then move on, or give a donations, pay for some, you know, school materials. No, it's true. I just think it's all part of like, oh look, you know, I'm just helping these poor people in Africa, and even that, it's like sometimes, it, you know, when he first said he was going, he literally said, I'm going to Africa, the whole continent. Yeah. <laughs> Because it's one place. One place. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think? Maybe I'm being, like, too much. Like, what do you think? No, you know, I think I definitely think about the whole Kanye West handing out Yeezys and stuff. I'm just like, if he did go to, like, a poor orphanage or poor school in Uganda, I don't know if, like, handing out Yeezys, like, was it for them? Is it for you? Yeah. Like, what's, what's the need? Um, I don't know, though. What would, like, people want to see if they came to to the UK, though? I just well okay. Also, put on top of uh, on top of that, um, what happened in that trip? Um, Kanye and Kim then met the um, president or prime minister. I can't remember which of Uganda. Yeah. Why? Why? <laughs> no, it's true. Like literally, like I was thinking, like why? Why? What was that meeting for? What were they, you know, discussing? What were they gonna, you know, do for the country? Mm. Why was that meeting even granted? Yeah, no, it's true. You know, can can i don't know um whiz kid rock up to number 10 downing street and ask him to, um, to have a meeting with theresa may i think yeah i don't know what the meeting yeah is you about. think it would happen no i don't think it would happen <laughs> <laughs> <That's a> <laughs> <laughs> i mean trump might see him but I don't know about yeah. theresa may <laughs> but yeah that's 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 why it, it kind of just it annoys me in that sense and i don't want to be like oh you know that discrediting that they maybe they were trying to do something good i don't know what they were doing the thing is with them though i think maybe it's the way they go about things i think there's there's an element of them trying to do good i think an element yes (laughs) (laughs) i do think there's an i think it's just the way they go about doing it i think you can see obviously we all know i'm a fan of beyonce but i feel like beyonce and jay-z probably do a lot behind closed doors yeah and it's not like a big pr thing i just think i i think obviously we know kanye's on a downward spiral yeah (laughs) all of this bad press around him and then all of a sudden let's go to uganda films giving like trainers to ugandan school children anyway but yeah that's that's been one of my gripes and as i said and also in terms of like the whole for Black History Month, I also kind of made, I've been making an effort to focus on positive things Mm -hmm. in the timelines. There's so much like negativity, like, you know, if we're not being abused for just like living our life, there's so many like news stories. It's like, you know, the boy, the nine year old boy that got, you know, accused of touching that woman in the bodega. There's a recent one of the woman, white woman abusing, um, Terrell um, Lewis on a train with this other guy. There's another most recent one that I saw last night where um, a black woman was on a Ryanair flight and was being abused by this um, white man. 
I just thought, you know what, let's for this month, let's just focus on some of the great things that black people are doing. And, you know, just have a little bit of, because I just feel like sometimes with black people, um, where's our time to just have a bit of joy, a bit of happiness? I think so. And like also with ordinary, like just celebrating the great yeah. things that ordinary black people are doing. Yeah. Let's, yeah. Whether it's like in the arts or education or like just whatever it is. I don't know. Yeah, I think that's that's important. And I think as well as being in education, I think it's important for not only black children to see black people do well, but yes. everyone to see yeah, that exactly. black people do well. Because otherwise it's like kind of whitewashed in the sense that children will only ever say like, you know, you'll get the typical things about kids saying, oh, please help the poor people in Africa or yeah. send water to Africa. And it's like, well, no, there are poor children all over the world. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think it's important for children in general and young people to see black people do well yes so yeah so so hopefully yeah let's end the month on a bit of a high (laughs) i'm with you on that one (laughs) okay let's take a short break and also don't forget to share the podcast with your friends your neighbor your local news agent whoever (laughs) listens to podcasts and if they don't listen to podcasts show them how to listen as well and you know and you can find it on all the good podcasts and platforms Platforms. like apple Podcasts, spotify we're on spotify remember that yes yeah um soundcloud soundcloud castbox acast all of them Mm. and just always remember um color out the box is a conversation <laughs> simple conversation between friends <laughs> we're working on it we're working on it <laughs> but back to the episode so um welcome back it's listening to color out of the box podcast um so may i wanted to talk about i don't know if you've seen it cassie and diddy, and diddy are no more i know they've broken up um it hit the timeline people were shocked people were you know upset 11 years together i mean to be honest 11 years is a long time i feel like it's been a bit of a waste for her really well i just think okay so before you get into (laughs) what you think (laughs) for anyone that doesn't know obviously diddy sean diddy puffy whatever you want to call him he has had his long-term girlfriend cassie who you may know from her hit song, <laughs> Me and You. <laughs> like, like the only song she was known for. Yeah, and um, she was, at the time, you know, she was dating Ryan Leslie, who was produced she? the song, and I think he wrote it as well. How old was she when she came out? Oh, she, she was must, quite young. Because she's like 30, I think she's like 31, or okay. she's 30, or yeah. something like that. So she must have been like maybe 19, 20, okay. if that. Yeah. Um so got her hit song me and you mm-hmm. diddy was like yeah let's you know let's jump on the remix <laughs> and also like steal her from ryan leslie obviously you can't steal people but anyway so um she broke up with ryan leslie and since then she has been his kind of like on and off like partner mm. um during that time obviously he's had more children oh yeah because he did have the t- the twins, twins. Okay. and also the other girl yeah, as well yeah. <laughs> yeah so he had um you know three children <laughs> during that 11 year period um so what a lot of people in the time like it's kind of like split mm-hmm. and i call it the cassie dilemma okay do you 
stay with now a lot of people have made a lot of assumptions about their relationship mm-hmm. that maybe Diddy didn't want to get married and stuff like that so um would you stay with a guy thinking knowing that he doesn't want to get married but hoping that he would change his mind versus okay no he doesn't want to get married I'm not gonna I'm not gonna take the chance so you you mentioned that you think that she wasted her time well for me it just seems like she was for me (laughs) because I don't think I'd be hanging around for 11 years because I want to get married yeah um but it just seems like she's wasted her time with this guy who was doing all sorts in Mm. between I don't really know what she does other than being a pop star other than being Diddy's girlfriend beautiful okay and you know what does she do though she looks good okay (laughs) (laughs) i don't appreciate your shade that you're throwing at cassie do you know what did i not mention she had a hit song called me and you see now you're fully mocking her (laughs) (laughs) no but seriously like she's like a model she's like you know i think she's got like a clothing range she's been in films okay i i saw her in she was in a film with terence howard recently okay no okay. Ter- no terence J. that's the wrong terence terence J. okay um do you know maybe because i don't get much info about her in the uk but she's she, released up more music she's obviously popping in america so that's great yeah i mean if yeah. you're popping in america then life yeah. is good but to say like she wasted her like 10 years or it just, years. Seem, it just seems like it probably because I wasn't hearing about what she was doing over here yeah. the only time I heard about her or saw her was when she was like doing a vid, uh, a photo yeah. or shoot or something or she popped up on Instagram with her and Diddy at like an yeah. event um, so it just seems like a long time but you know what she's young so but the rumour is that she broke up with him oh so did you think that changes things do you think I mean maybe her maybe she Maybe she did want to get married, and although I don't see like Diddy wouldn't want to well, marry her. Or... The rumor is she broke up with him, and she decided to go her way. I personally don't think she wasted her time. Okay, and the reason being is because she had a she's had a good lifestyle. She's made loads of industry um, connections. Mm-hmm. She's obviously enjoyed the relationship. Yeah, I guess otherwise she wouldn't still suck around. And she's still young enough, if she wanted to, to meet someone else and settle down. And, you know, she's Cassie. So it's not like to say, like, she's going to be, like, out on the street. Like, <laughs> big. like she's probably living better than quite a lot of us. <laughs> Let's be honest. Okay. And, everything. and someone that's also in their 30s and, you know, looking for their significant other... I w- a lot of people were like oh she's over the hill that she's not going to find someone I mean I would hope not because if Cassie can't find life. someone then what's the hope for the rest of us that, <laughs> that are just you know regular people <laughs> that look quite regular <laughs> surely we should I you know otherwise you know let me go and cry now like I'm not yeah, going to find anyone I, I would join you on that one as well if that was the case <laughs> but yeah so just going back to the original dilemma just putting Cassie and Diddy aside mm. would you at this point in your life would you date someone that is like you know what marriage kids i'm not sure um i mean i think dating is different to like being in a relationship with someone obviously i think i could go on a couple of dates with someone if they said i guess it's just how far you would then go in there yeah and with so it how far would you go like, i mean to be fair you go on a couple of dates and you like the person but then I, I would know if they were quite upfront at the beginning and said look i'm not sure if i want to get married or have kids but that's what i'm saying they're not sure yeah it's a difficult one really it's a, it's a tricky one 
So they're not saying, no, I don't want to get married. They're just saying, I'm not sure. The thing is, though, I know I want to get married and I know that I want to have children. So <laughs> if you're not sure... I you're mean, sure. I'm sure. So you need to be sure. So you need to be sure, but not necessarily. I think having children is probably something that's a little bit scary, but you would know if you want to get married or not. Yeah. I just think there's so many situations where people have just waited around for someone to, to figure out what they're doing and then it's just been a waste of time. I guess you know within yourself when... Yeah, and you know what... Going back just briefly to the whole Cassie and Diddy thing, maybe she didn't want to get married, and yeah. maybe she didn't want the kids. Mm-hmm. Hence, why he was a good partner For because her, he's yeah. he's got his kids. Mm-hmm. He's you know he's got how many kids? I'm not even sure, like five, five or something. Yeah. So he's fine. I think there's that, always that assumption, is it? Isn't it that women will want children? Yeah. And actually, if they're with someone and you know they don't have children or they or they say it out loud that they don't want children yeah. it's like oh gosh what's wrong with you um i think me and jay we did a pod where we talked about that whole thing of like it's you you're not allowed to say that you really want really want to have kids mm-hmm. because you come across as desperate yeah but also you're not allowed to say that oh maybe i don't want kids because then it's like oh my god like you're not like, nurturing or anything you're not like... nurturing or you're you've got no heart yeah. or you're not a real woman yeah. kind of thing so i i maybe she just was like you know what I, I don't want kids. Mm-hmm. I don't really want to get married right now. Yeah. And having a boyfriend, a long-term boyfriend, why not? See, I think if we were going back, if I was in my 20s and someone yeah. said that to me, they're not sure if she they want to get married. She was in her 20s. That's, yeah, I would actually, I would go along for the ride. Yeah. Obviously, that, t- that time has passed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're both like sitting here triggered. Yeah. Clearly. Yeah, just, just slightly passed. <laughs> Slightly past. Slightly. So therefore, I think I'd be a little bit more direct about. Yeah. What about you? What are you thinking? Um, for me, yeah, I'm not. I'm not gonna date. I probably wouldn't even go out with someone if they told me straight off the bat that they don't want to get married or they're not sure. Mm-hmm. I'd be like, you call me when you're sure. <laughs> <laughs> you call me when you know my number's not changed. <laughs> Hit me up. So yeah, because I, I, because to be honest, the older I get, I think the less. Um, I'm about wasting anyone's time. It's true. And I think when you are in your 30s and <laughs> dating, you do kind of, it's not almost like um, a checklist, but there's kind of non-negotiables. Mm-hmm. So you're like, okay, this is what I'm looking for. You have these basic things, then everything else is um, negotiable. So these, these are my like minimum standards. Yeah, minimum <laughs> standards. You reach the height minimum. <laughs> See, I think, I know we're kind of digressing, but I don't even think I have a height minimum anymore. So nor do I. (laughs) You know what? It's so funny. In my 20s, I'd be like, yeah, he needs to be six foot something. I'm all of scraping five five. And I'm like barely five three and a half. So that requirement. We're like the same height. Like literally, like for me to date someone that's like six foot plus, it's like my neck is going to be constantly like craning. But that's what you, those are kind of superficial things that you're saying. But now I'm like, okay, he's employed. (laughs) And he seems like a good person. (laughs) You know what? (laughs) Oh, and he's like five foot eight. Yeah, like that's great. Like that's absolutely fine. He's still taller than me. Exactly. No, I'm with you on that. (laughs) So you kind of, you kind of, um, I don't want to say that you lower your standards. I like to say you expand yeah and just those things aren't that important anymore in the sense no the job is yeah having a job is um having a vision all other stuff but your height yeah what trainers you wear 
um, and all, all of the these all the superficial things. Are what car you drive? I'm, you know, can you provide? <laughs> I dated a guy, and he had this jacket that I absolutely hated, so I just hid it. <laughs> carried on dating we were together for a long time so it's fine <laughs> yeah we've all been there and you know the joke is i know he listens to this podcast and he'll be thinking you know what that jacket did go missing but um yeah i mean you were quite i i put a pair of trainers in the bin yeah you know and i think that's fine <laughs> <laughs> they've been around a long time <laughs> you probably enhanced his life <laughs> i'm sure i did yeah Anyway, we're really digressing. We're really digressing. So, yeah. So, going back to this whole thing of, like, okay, 10 years. It's, which I think is slightly different to the Cassie situation. Like, maybe, like, you were, you're dating someone that says he doesn't want children, mm. but you get married. So, you know that lady from um, the, the Real Talk Show? Um, uh, oh, Jenny. Jenny, yeah. She married um, her husband and... Her husband actually wanted children and she made it clear from the beginning that she didn't and mm. eventually they've they've gotten a divorce and but she was saying this week that she shouldn't have got married to him yeah yeah, yeah. and because literally the ink hasn't even dried on their divorce paper and i swear he's already he's had, got, a child he's had a child with um his new woman mm-hmm. so obviously for him that was something that was that he really wanted really wanted and i think maybe he felt that he could change her mind mm-hmm. Um, but it was something that she absolutely and I'm all about if someone doesn't want to have children I'd rather you don't have kids because you know what we don't need we don't need any more kids in this world um, that were not wanted (laughs) literally if you don't want kids I'm cool with you no it's true I think I have um, I knew someone that was in a relationship for about 10 years and the guy that she was with categorically said he he didn't want to get married oh wow Um, and she they stayed together. She didn't try and change his mind, but she was like, well, I do want to get married, but you know what? We bought a house together. That's a mm. big enough commitment. Like she completely changed yeah. her, what she wanted just to suit him. And she seemed content. Um, but 10 years later, we did actually propose and they got married. So they've been married like two or three years now. Yeah. Um, so, and I- But then I think that's a different situation because she had kind of made, um, she'd kind of like, not even made peace, but she had agreed that, okay, I would like to get married, but it's it's not enough that I would want to break up this relationship. Yeah. I'm fine. Mm-hmm. So then him proposing would probably was like a nice bonus mm-hmm. rather than if you don't propose, then this is over. Yeah. Which, you know, you know some people have been in that. Yeah. But yeah, can I just say for everyone on the timeline, Cassie's absolutely fine. She's <laughs> going to be living her fabulous life. You know what? Another thing I realise is that you have these women that say like date like a Diddy or mm-hmm. someone like that. The next person they're with, they always like step up or stay within that same level. So if you think of, um, um what's her name? Karuchi. Oh yeah. She's with Chris Brown. Mm-hmm. She's now with Victor Cruz. Yeah. She's absolutely fine. I know. And then look at JLo from Diddy. Yeah. You just kind of just, move into a new kind of like dating yeah. circle arena if you will <laughs> i don't think so cassie's fine <laughs> let's move on um one thing i also wanted to talk about is um i've been listening to a lot of podcasts and i felt like for the past week there's been a running theme about friendship okay and you know forgive me i'm not down with the kids as much as i should um there's been this whole beef between wiley dizzy rascal and um 
I want to say Skepta. I would like to think I know about this beef, but I don't. I'm not a crime person, so don't let me offend anyone. But the main, the premises of it is like, Wiley is saying that if you're with me, you, my enemy is your enemy. Oh, okay. One of those So, ones. and I must say, when it comes to friendships, mm-hmm. and that's what I want to talk about, I'm pretty much the same. Okay. So, I would say is that if I stop talking to somebody that is my friend that I introduce you to, mm-hmm. so say me and you may, we're friends, and I introduce you to Sarah. Yep. Me and Sarah fall out. Mm-hmm. You don't need to talk to Sarah anymore. No, but you can't do that. <laughs> That's you... it. <laughs> no, but you Delete can't her do... number. <laughs> no, but you can't do that though, because as much as you, if it's like a superficial friendship, or yeah. if I've actually made a connection with Sarah, right, then right. I think, depending on what the beef's about, ultimately, if I'm trying to be a good friend, I would hope that you guys could sort it out. Yeah. You're like looking at me like, no, <laughs> lock it off. I, I know my view is completely irrational, mm-hmm. but I've even like exercised it where my friends stopped talking to one girl. To be fair, nah. I wasn't that tight with her. Yeah. But I do see it as like there are certain friendship standards. It just it really depends on what the if, beef's about though. If I'm beefing, we're all beefing no, together. It really depends <laughs> what the friendship's about though. <laughs> you know, we I, I, I don't know, like okay, so how would you feel about like one of you so you've fallen out with this person? Yeah. And one of your friends is like hanging out and you like you know you're you're flicking through the insta stories and you just see them like you know like you know at brunch together maybe they went shopping enjoying life doing you know fine girl fine girl are you cool with that again it really depends <laughs> on what the beef is about but also did we used to roll as a three like were we a trio or was it just two like separate friendships yeah i just I just think nowadays I'm just like I just don't really care that much it's probably not as much as I used to yeah that is true I think before it might have been a bit more of an issue yeah but I'm just like you know if I'm not talking then again if I'm not talking to you there's a there's a valid reason Mm. and I would just hope that my friend the the middle person um would understand the reason why we're not talking so what if it was something really serious like you need to be giving me examples okay say if okay the ultimate say if you your friend maybe made an inappropriate pass at your um boyfriend okay now that's on a whole another level and but you know i'm i'm the friend in the middle i'm like well it wasn't my My boyfriend boyfriend. (laughs) so what's the problem but then i'd be like but then at least you know what kind of person she is yeah i know not to bring her around my man (laughs) (laughs) so what's the problem you see <laughs> maybe in that set in that circumstance your point is valid i might yeah. let you have that one also a lot of a lot of the time i, I want to talk about also is almost kind of like how to, it's harder as you get older to maintain friendships hmm. because you know everyone's so busy and different stages in their life so i've got friends that are like you know, got full blown like family, like they've got like four kids yeah. married, you know, got the got the car, the house and everything. Mm-hmm. Then I've got other friends that are like travelling the world, yeah. like, you know, flying high in their career. I've got people that are taking career breaks. We're all at different stages. But one of the things that I do find it's getting harder and harder to get us all in one space. And also we talk to each other even 
and also we're talking to each other less yeah so what what do you think about that that maintaining friendship so i think now like a lot of things i know with my groups of friends are done in like whatsapp groups yeah and like everything's done by a whatsapp um which i guess keeps you like connected so when you say it's done via whatsapp do you still like talk on the phone do you still like meet up so we meet up i know like i tend to meet up with quite a few of my friends but everything's done like you know like before when you'd get home and you'd call one friend Mm. and you'd be on the phone for like half an hour hours whatever but now it's literally on the go throughout the day like you can send whatsapp messages or you're in different whatsapp groups so you feel connected but then it's just making an effort to try and schedule in like Mm. when can we meet for this this and this is happening who wants to come but do the only thing i would say is like with the whole whatsapp group i think it's really good Mm. and i think technology has helped us so much because you can connect with people that are not even in the same country yeah but i do think it's kind of taken that little bit of i don't know how to even what the correct word would be but it doesn't it can be a bit cold sometimes yeah so a lot often it's like i'll get a message like hey how are you but do you are you really wanting Asking to know how, how I, yeah, how I is it am? A genuine? Because I always go with the standard reply of like, yeah, cool, work's busy. Which is pretty, yeah, that is the pretty standard. And then it's standard. like, how, how are you? And then they respond something similar and then that's the end of the conversation. See, I feel with that though, I just think I always just have to try and book things in. Yeah. So it's like, hey, how are you? Yeah, it, is, it can be quite superficial. You might have a little conversation about mm. work and stuff and then it's like, when are you free next? But I always think for me, I might say, when are you free next? But I have to lock in a date. Yeah. Or you say, oh, we should meet up soon. To me, like, for me, that doesn't suffice. It's like, okay, cool, when? Because I am, to be fair, guilty of that. We should meet up soon. Mm -hmm. With not really having an intention to meet up. Not because I don't want to meet up with the person, but I'm just like, oh, okay, there's so much stuff going on. When stuff is less busy, I'll, I'll... think about when so i almost like say it as a default like oh yeah we should catch up see my my, like my really really good friend moved outside of london yeah so when we so we have to schedule like yeah when we want to see each other whether i've got to get up on the train and go outside london or she's coming in or whatever and then i think with my i might take for granted some of my london friends Mm. and maybe just use whatsapp as like the forum the only forum that we have and then when you meet up you're like oh my gosh i haven't seen you for ages or whatever and it's Mm. like well you literally live in zone two I'm in yeah. zone one like how come we've not met oh, up sorry, I'm in zone one <laughs> yes we get it <laughs> but um no I get what you're saying but because I have there has been situations in the past where I've been doing that whole like hey how are you like oh and the person's like yeah I'm fine and not really following up on anything mm-hmm. and then later on found out that person was going through maybe something quite you know like personal that they can't if i'd maybe pushed a little bit more you might have been able like to. actually genuinely ask like hey like what did you do today like yeah. what did you do this week rather than like you know the generic oh like, what you been up to and i think that's true i think there was a couple of my friends that got married or a couple of my friends that have had kids and stuff and you naturally you're like oh okay they're married mm. i might leave them for a little bit or they've just had a baby so i'll leave them for a couple yeah. of months to settle and then you like arrange to meet them and then you sit down and they're literally like have had a difficult time or yeah. they you know like 
newly newlyweds or being a new mother there's like so much pressure and all this other stuff and you're like oh like there's been times when I've walked away and been like felt like quite a bad friend because yeah like, yeah you do I haven't I I left you because I thought you were living on cloud nine and yeah and, and you and it genuinely like especially with the whole like they've just gotten married or they've just had a baby mm. you do kind of feel like oh let me step back a little bit and you know you enjoy this yeah. new part of your life but then I think sometimes when we step back we forget that sometimes we it can feel like to the person that you're distancing yourself yeah. from them and they can feel isolated mm-hmm. also you have to also understand why you stepping back so on our previous episode we talked about like you know the whole thing of like when your friend is like having a baby and you yeah. might feel a little bit of a way yourself mm-hmm. and so naturally you might fall back a little bit yeah that's true actually yeah so yeah, so one of the good things I was listening to, um, oh gosh, I'll look it up. That Google is well and truly our friend today. Yeah, this is not even Google. This is, I was listening to um, Two Girls in a Mic podcast. Okay. And one of the things that they talked about was recommitting to your friends. Mm-hmm. So I think, especially with friendships, you kind of take it for granted that that person is my friend. Yep we're friends where you wouldn't do that say if it was like your partner or your boyfriend or whatever yeah it's almost kind of like you're in a committed relationship but the same way with your friends so it's almost kind of like you have to make that recommitment of like okay we're friends because i really enjoy this person's mm-hmm. company um so, so i think let's, let's let me make an effort to check in with them and I think that's a good point. I think I was thinking about some of my friendships and I've had like some, one of my best friends that I've known since I was 11, um, been really good friends. And then I realised that I don't, there's some friends that I chat to every day, like yeah. on one WhatsApp and I'm constantly talking to them mm. and we're constantly like doing things together because they're like local or whatever. And then I take for granted the fact that she's known me for yeah. like ever, but she's like, oh, you know, I'd still say, oh, she's still like one of my best friends and stuff. But then I'm like, okay, you say all that, but you can count, you have to schedule in. So you might see her like once every six to eight weeks, mm. but you're you're taking for, but you don't talk to her as often as you do. Yeah. And I think sometimes we take for granted the people that have like known us for years. But I, do you also think those people, those friendships that you've had where you've met at a very young age mm. and you kind of just like stayed friends like by default, I have recently been thinking about, am I, there's some people, am I friends with because genuinely like we are friends or it's almost become like, well, I've been friends with them for this long, I might as well continue. And that's a tough one to, to yeah. like really look at someone and think like, but do you not think though with those kind Would of friendships I be friends with you if I met you now yeah but do you not think with those kind of friendships they, they tend to fizzle like you know like there's people that you, there's people that I can say I've known for like yeah, X yeah. amount of years wouldn't necessarily say they're my friends there's people that I've known for that long and then like mm. when you meet up with them like you know you're gonna have a good time you know you can have a deep conversation with them mm. you can meet them like in a group setting you can meet them one to one I think for me if I can meet you one to one and it's not awkward where do you yeah. know there's some friendships that you're like you notice that you only ever you meet them when you're in a group spend, like one on one time with them <laughs> it's always in a group yeah <laughs> and then you say oh well, we've known each other for years yeah but it only works because it's a group setting yeah well I definitely am gonna use this next like week or so to just kind of check in and mm-hmm. when I say actually check in really check in on my friends and check they're okay ask you know ask them like 
open-ended questions like you know not like how's work work is fine okay end of conversation and the thing is though when you say things are like and um like well, who is it on i think it's like the episodes of the kardashians where they all sit around the table and they're like what's <laughs> why are we referencing the kardashians <laughs> and it's like what's the peak and pit of your oh, day gosh, i do really like That's so cheesy it's a bit cheesy but it, it is a bit more of a chat like you chat a bit more because it's like oh how was work like work was fine was it really or when someone says oh it's busy why why have you been busy mm-hmm. what have you been working on so i have a friend that does this <laughs> she is really good it's probably because it's her her work like how yeah. she works she's like a counselor so she really asks you those yeah. kinds, of, kinds of questions but sometimes i'm just like don't counsel me like, yeah <laughs> like it's fine it's when i work it's really fine <laughs> yeah. but i do i do appreciate the effort that she goes to asking like the correct questions yeah to get you to talk so yeah. i just think okay so this week we're gonna try and reach out to i know and i've friends. got a whole week off so yeah no you're like on your holiday exactly so. <laughs> i'll be thinking of you when i'm walking around Hampstead Heath. yeah tonight. i'm gonna call you and be like how are you no but Thanks. seriously like how are you <laughs> i'm fine mate yeah i'm fine <laughs> for the hundredth time <laughs> okay let's take a short break Okay, um, so this part of the show, May, I hope you remember, this is where we talk about highlight of the week. I remember. Good. So this is basically anything that you want to bring a spotlight to, um, bring a shine to, um, and it could be something that you're either you've done or you'll be doing it going forward, um, anything you want to bring to the listeners' attention. So do you know what I think? This, I was saying to Mo earlier, this year has been the year for doing things for the culture. I have been yeah. to so many traditional weddings this year. When you say traditional weddings, like, for the listeners that don't know. But don't know, so I've been to so many traditional Nigerian yes. weddings this year. So Nigerian weddings, what normally what happens is you have what we call the tribe, the traditional, mm-hmm. which is the proper like introduction introduction you wear your traditional nigerian attire and then you have what we call the white wedding which is the you know the western kind of like white dress yeah meet me at the altar in that white dress type wedding (laughs) (laughs) what happened to jagged edge i know do you know what they really need to make a comeback they really do i've loved all their albums but as again we digress um (laughs) So yeah, it's been definitely been the year for traditional Nigerian weddings. Yeah. Um, and so last night I was at a, a trad. Yeah, I, uh, I heard about it. My yeah, sister was there yeah, as well. Yeah, so <laughs> we were there together. But do you know, it was a lot of fun in terms of just like the party atmosphere. Mm. Um, and so that was definitely a highlight of my week. Just being like, we have this thing called Ashri B, where we all wear like this, or you can if you want to, wear the did same. You, did you wear gele as well? Well, gele as well. Who tied it for you? So when we got there, there was a woman tying. Oh, okay. Gele. She was a bit slow. Okay. I mean, if I'm, I'm not even gonna lie. Wow. Um, she, was, she was a bit slow because she had. You get there and there's like about twenty girls waiting. Would well, they just have one? Person? But they only had one person. Ah, uh, you see, most weddings I've been to, they They've have like, like three. Yeah, you have about three people. So, and that also means that you have choice. Because mm-hmm. I kind of like I asked people that already had their one done. Like, right. who? Which one did it for you? But also, when I've been to ones before, they've asked me like any particular style whereas yeah, this woman yeah. yesterday was just like she did her own thing <laughs> she's like sit down tie this is how so it's gonna be for anyone that doesn't know gele is like the head tie head wrap yeah and you can have it in like different styles you can have it quite big you can have it quite compact you have it with the pleats 
I mean, um, if you think about since our like our mum when our yeah. mum and dad would do mum and dad when our parents our mums were doing gelé, there was yeah. all different kinds of styles. It used to be yeah. like satellite dish. Yes. It wasn't like very. <laughs> Um, I remember my granddad's used to be like a um, a calendar and each month had like a new gele style. Oh, really? And I just remember what, seeing one that was like satellite dish. But now everything is very uniform. Yeah, everyone like, tends to go for the one with all the pleats. Pleats in it. Yeah. So, yeah. But anyway, that was good. It was a nice. very good party. And it was a quite okay. a nice way to kickstart my week off. Good. Um, so, yeah, I enjoyed it. Nice. It's my last one. I'm not doing. I'm not going to any more trads this year. You know, what I find the only thing with trads is um, they can just go on for a long time. That's it. Depends what side because you're on. Because you know, there's a lot of um, like formalities. Yeah, it's, it's almost like a play, isn't it? Yeah, that you have that has it's to scripted. be acted out. Yeah. So you know, like you got the flower that's in the garden, <laughs> and then you have like the groom's family, like pro- you know, the males like prostrating, and then there's the letter, and, and then the woman comes in, and, <laughs> the, and then you've got to pick what what gift you want. And yeah, you, know, you don't take the ring. So <laughs> I've gone to Trad at the beginning, gone there, sat down, and thought, oh, okay, this is going on for a little while. Left, yeah, had something to eat. <laughs> come back <laughs> and we're still going through <laughs> so yeah so i would say it's like it's it's really nice because like you said there's normally loads of food mm-hmm. and um everyone's in like their best outfits and everything but it is a big chunk of your day <laughs> it is and if you're with the if you're with the bride it's it's quite good though because you spend most of your time like getting ready and then you literally yeah, then just you go there later. to enter yeah um but when you're like a guest yeah you're it's it's a while yeah Okay. What so about you? What was your highlight of the week? My highlight of the week, um, I wanted to talk about um I went to the AfriClick um event at Google Campus London oh. and basically it was the beta launch on Android of their app and AfriClick is a dating app. Um that's due to be launched soon okay um, Dio the founder mm-hmm. she's been on the pod I was going to say I think someone's yeah. been on the pod from there yeah okay she's been, on, she's been on the pod quite a few times you know loads of great views loads of great dating advice she doesn't <laughs> hold back okay with um um I think the best one is I'm single till I'm married that episode she gave me some quite <laughs> some quite strong <laughs> advice about how I date but anyway I went to the event and it was featured a panel discussion which featured um Dior as well as um AJ uh, Ododu from the um Manhunter Man- my mum <laughs> and her mum has the same name as my mum so which is actually quite funny um so basically on that show she goes to Nigeria and basically her mum basically I mean is, that was is trying was to find TV. a husband for her but her um panel discussion was really really interesting because she talked about which some of the things that you i think being living in london you kind of take for granted Mm. is um just seeing other black people and other nigerians okay so she was um brought up in um like bradford or something like that i think it was like lancashire okay um well the county but she said that it wasn't even a case of because she talked about colorism that Mm -hmm. she only really understood colorism when she came to london okay because when she was in um her hometown they were the black people mm. so they so <laughs> the white people didn't have time to start like putting them into subcategories yeah. oh you're the black family mm-hmm. and everything and she goes like if you saw another black person they were related to her <laughs> so um and then she talked about that coming to london and not being the typical 
London black girl mm. in terms of like people would be like why do you have this like you know and Lancashire accent mm. and you know you, you're talking funny and she so she was just like and then she goes this is the first time when she was like oh you're dark skin as well she was just like oh like I didn't you know she was like I, I thought black. I was just black so um that was really interesting um to kind of like listen to that so um if you visit our twitter page you'll see some videos from the event and also on our instagram and also visit africlick um instagram and and twitter as well for some videos from the event and it was just nice to see some very beautiful interesting black people all in one space love it um so when's the when's the app launching i'm not actually sure i feel like i maybe need to get dial back on but i know it's like it's it's needed Mm -hmm. because a lot of a lot of people have been saying like uh when when are we, when are we gonna get going sis so she's under quite a bit of pressure to get it up and running but um i think just before the launch i'll probably have her back on the pod okay great sounds okay. good so we've reached the end of the show thank you so much May, for joining fun. as always i'm always a bit nervous when i come on no don't be but i feel like this because obviously this is the first time i've been on without tops because I'm normally on my tops. That is true. So this is like your first kind of like one-to-one conversation. So, but it's been good. Hopefully it wasn't too like scary. No, you're fine. You're absolutely fine. Good, good. Don't (laughs) worry. I'll I'll make you sound good. (laughs) Okay, until next time. See ya.